message is faith for a comeback. And, and it goes along with everything that we've been hearing today. And you, in order to have a comeback, you need to have some faith towards that. Amen. So let's, let's, let's put up a right hand and say this after me, please. I have the love of God in me. And I have the life of God in me. I have his nature. And I have his ability. Therefore, 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 I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. That is Christ Jesus. Speak to my heart. Come on, change my life and manifest yourself in me today in Jesus' name. And the saints said, amen. Yeah, we done graduated from sheep to saints now. Praise the Lord. It's good. So I had to look, because the word comeback's been floating around, so I had to look it up. And um, it's, it's a return by a well-known person, especially an entertainer or a sports player, to the activity which they have formerly been successful. Kind of like when the heavyweight champion, what's he do? He, he prepares for his comeback, where he comes out of retirement and comes for his comeback. Well, what set him into retirement? Whatever it was, set him back. But he said, no, 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 I'm going to come back. Um, in uh, dictionary.com, it says, come back as a return to a former position or condition as of success or prosperity. Yes, they said it. Return to success, return to prosperity, which means whatever has been stolen has to come back to you. And return, because it says return to a former position. So the, the return is an act of coming or going back to a place or activity. Get back to where you were. That's your comeback. Right? Because you see a lot of these, especially, you know, you watch the, um, the fights or anything like that, and you see where the, you know, the champion gets knocked out. And he trains and trains and trains. He didn't stay knocked out. No, no, no. He was preparing for his comeback. And when you get knocked down, train and train and get ready for your comeback because you will come back. Now, you cannot even think about making a comeback or having a return without believing that you can. You got to believe that you can do this. And um, <laughs> this would require faith and believing, right? And the faith and believing is not only in yourself, but more importantly, it's the faith and believing in the Lord who was the cause of your comeback. When God is the cause of your comeback, you will come back. <laughs> when you let him, come on, stir yourself up. Hebrews 11.1, 1, please. Let's go there. Woohoo! King James. And we're going to hit a couple different ones because I, I was listening to Jerry Savelle the other day, and, and he uses a bunch of different translations. And, and I got it because the more that you use, the, you're seeing it from different sides. And it just... It, it, it paints a real cool picture, right? So we're going to read for, from a couple of different versions, just because we're like that. Now, verse uh, Hebrews 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is, right now, it is, the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. New Living Translation says this, Faith is the confidence that we hope that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us insurance about the things we cannot see. In the Message Bible, it says that the fundamental act of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is a firm foundation under everything that makes its life worth living. 
It's our handle on what we can't see. Passion. Of course, we've got to hit that one. And I like, I like the title. It says, it says, it's the power of bold faith, which is very cool. Now faith brings our hopes into reality. It becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. So if you put all these together, they're talking about faith as a substance. There is confidence behind it. You have to trust God. Amen. And, and it's, it's, <laughs> and it's the foundation needed. If we don't have faith, we have no foundation. Because then if you don't have any faith, what are you, gonna, what are you believing in? Come on now. Yeah. And he, let's just drop down to a couple of verses in Hebrews eleven six, 6, King James. We know these, but it's good to go through them again. It says, but without faith, it is, this is King James, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, number one, and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. New living. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. The message, it is impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists. How could you approach somebody if you don't believe that they're there? How would you do that? When you think about it, yeah, I'm gonna preach. I'm, I'm gonna approach somebody that I don't believe that they are. Huh? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that He exists and that I love this that He cares enough to respond to those who passionately seek Him. He cares enough to respond. God cares enough to respond to you and me. Passion. And without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith knowing that he is real. You know that he is real beyond the shadow of a doubt. We know it. We know that he is real and that he rewards the faith of those who passionately seek him. So there's a diligent seeking, sincerely seeking. He cares enough to respond and he, we know there's a knowing on the inside of us that when we, when we go to God, with, when we go to God, period, we're going to somebody that's real. He's not some pie in the sky, rubber genie. No, no, no. He is real. He talks to us. We talk to him. He listens to us. We listen to him. Why are we here? When you think, why are we here? Right? We're not just here just to get along because we don't have fellowships yet. So it's not for the food. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Music's slamming, so that's good. That's a reason. But that music is to get us to him. Right? There is a, um, there, the new Believer's Voice of Victory magazine. There's a guy on the front, Ray Jean Wilson. Any, anybody know him? Okay, you need, to, you need to read his article. Ray Jean Wilson was with the Rama Singers. He toured with Kenneth E. Haggett. And this guy's got miracles happening through his praise and worship. He was with uh, Keith Moore. As, and the guy has been, I would suggest anybody that's in praise and worship to read the article, because it, once you start, you're not going to be able to put it down. It's so good. And it just, it 
it lets you know why we do what we, why we do what we do. And then as you, as, as people in the congregation, you need to know why you're to do what you're supposed to do, right? It's not just us giving to you. No, no, it's you giving to us so we can give to him, right? And so, yeah, re, oh, it'll, it'll bless you. Hebrews eleven seventeen, just a couple of verses down, please, King James. It says, by faith, when he was tried, uh, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Verse 18, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall your seed be called. Verse 19, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. Passion. Hebrews eleven seventeen, faith operated powerfully in Abraham, for when he was put to the test, he offered up Isaac. Even though he received God's promises of descendants, he was willing to offer up his only son. That's a big deal. For God had promised, verse 18, God had promised through your son Isaac, your lineage will carry on your name. Verse 19, Abraham's faith made it logical to him. You need to have your faith be made logical. So you're just not walking around with stupid faith. No, no, we're logical people. It says, Abraham's faith made it logical to him that God could raise Isaac from the dead and symbolically, and that's exactly what happened. Abraham had to position himself so that his faith was unwavering. So do we when we plan our comeback. Get your faith unwavering, knowing that logically speaking, I am coming back. Come on now. It would be then logical to believe. We need to be logical about this whole deal. So in Romans 8, 28, we know that all things work together for, for our good to those who love the Lord. Why? Because it's logical. It makes sense. We, have, we base our faith, we base our lives on the fact that that's, this is true. Amen? 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Please, King James. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57. King James, please. We're coming back. We're all back. But for some, this is, this is your comeback. This is, this is your roadmap to your comeback. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. It says, but thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren and sistern, be steadfast, be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. That, why do people leave? They get tired. They, they get discouraged. They think that what they do for God is in vain, and they think it's a waste of time. But uh-uh, no, 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 no. New Living Translation, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, it says, but thank God. When you're continually being thankful, you'll stay, place. You'll stay in place. You won't leave. You won't move. Thank God. He gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So my, near, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong, be immovable, always work enthusiastically for the Lord. If you're enthusiastic, come on, it's contagious. 
What did Ashton say this morning? She's effervescent. That wasn't the word she used, but I'll say it. She's effervescent. So, and it's contagious. So everywhere she goes, she brings people up. Well, it, it's better than being like Eeyore. <laughs> How you doing? Whoa. No, 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 no. No. I like Tigger. <laughs> I can resemble that. How's my hair, James? <laughs> I back my head all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is never useless. It's never useless. Message Bible. Verse 15, uh, 15, 57. But now in a single victorious stroke of life, all three, sin, guilt, and death are gone. Done. The gift of our master, Jesus Christ. Thank God. With all this going for us, my dear, dear friends, stand your ground. Come on. Don't hold back. Throw yourselves into the work of the master, confident that nothing you do for him is a waste of time or effort. Come on, how many people have we seen go through here and they, they, just, they just lose all hope and they just go? But we're praying for them to return. This is their comeback map. They can do this. Passion Translation, 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But we thank God for giving us the victory as conquerors. He gives us a victory as conquerors. I like that. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, the anointed one. So now, beloved ones, stand firm, stable, and enduring. You live your lives with an unshakable confidence. Confidence that can't be shaken. Come on. Mm-hmm. We know that we prosper and excel in every season. Come on now. We know that we prosper and excel in what? Every season. Even in the dry seasons, we're going to excel. Even when things don't look good, we're going to excel. Even when things are looking bad, we're going to excel. Even when we got stuff going on in our bodies, we're going to excel. Even when we got things going on in our houses, we're going to excel. Why? That's what we do. Come on now. Woo! We excel in every season, every season, by serving the Lord because we are assured that our union with the Lord Jesus makes our labor productive. Ooh, man, we are hooked up. How can we not fail? Ha! Come on! If we're connected, knit together, yoked together. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're going to excel in every season by serving the Lord because we are assure, assured that our union with the Lord makes our labor productive with fruit that endures. Logically speaking, we need to position ourselves so that we don't move from our position. You got to stay put. Stay planted. Position. It's a place where someone or something is located or has been put. Crickets. Yeah, no, but that's where you've been put. It's a location where someone or something should be the correct place. There is a place for you. 
It's a place where part of a military force is posted for strategic purposes. You are posted in this congregation, in this body, for a strategic purpose. If you're not here, it don't get done. Come on, God has deployed you here. And those that are watching from home, God has deployed you here. Psalms 1, uh, verse 1, King James, please. And here's a good place to be. I like it here. It is better than there. We came from there. And that there did its purpose, right? It got us to here. Come on now. Yeah. There got us to here. Here's a lot better than there. Gotta like it. Just, isn't that great? <laughs> Y'all know. Y'all were there. <laughs> yeah, we walked in that place. You had a shallow breathe. Praise the Lord. Now you just breathe deep. Great. Mm. Mm-hmm. Psalms 1, verse 1, it says, Blessed is the person that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. And, and what I did is I, I kind of made my own um, amplified version. So this is King James. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, the wicked, bad people that are hostile to God, nor stands in the way of sinners, criminals, those are counted guilty nor seat, sits in the seat of the scornful markers, mockers and strifers. That's what scornful is. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his, their, I should say their law, does, do they meditate day and night. And they shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in their season. Their leaf shall not will, also shall not wither. And whatsoever they do, whatsoever you do shall prosper. Why? Because you are in your place, right? Because it says prosperity is going to come up on you from behind and overtake you. But if it's going to come up here, overtake you. But if you're over here, your prosperity is over there. Just saying, you need to be in your place. <laughs> it's good though. It's a good place to be. It's safe here. We have a safe harbor here. God moves here freely, willingly. We had a we had a nice little session today. It was just like, man, God wanted to come down and hug his people. So good. So good. Verse four: the ungodly are not so. They are like chaff which the wind drives away. Peter saw the wind and he began to sink chaff, right? And you see people, they're, they're just blown here, they're blown there, and, and they go for here for a minute, and there for a minute, here a minute, there a minute, and it's just like, wow, okay. Are you, are you learning anything? Well, I'm learning how to not submit. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because they take themselves everywhere they go. I don't like that. Who's that, Mark Hankins? Got Limburger cheese underneath my nose. Everywhere I look, it stinks. It just stinks over there. Stinks over there. Anyways, Jeremiah 17, verse 7. King James, please. Jeremiah 17, 7. Did we woo? As a matter of fact, did we? Did we? 
Did we? I, I don't think we did. Did we do it? We could do it now. Let's just do it. Woo! Yeah, it was a widow woo. Yeah. <laughs> we need a big woo, not a widow woo. <laughs> woo! <laughs> Jeremiah 17, verse 7. It says, Blessed is that person that trusts in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. For they shall be as trees planted by the waters that spreads out their roots by the river. They shall not see when the heat comes. Heat comes, but you're not going to see it. Why? Because you're in your place where prosperity can come up from behind you, overtake you like a, like a branches keeping you out of the heat. Come on now. They shall not see when heat comes, but, their, but her leaves shall be green. They shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither so shall cease from yielding fruit. Ain't no stopping you now. You know, all right, look at that. I planted a seed. Oh, y'all getting ready. Good. <laughs> I'm on the groove. <laughs> Ain't no stopping us now. Yeah, but it's true. Message Bible, please. Jeremiah 17. <laughs> Your ex clubbies. <laughs> Ah, but blessed is the person who trusts in me, God, the woman. Okay, blessed is the man that trusts me, God, the woman who sticks with God. They shall be, they're like trees replanted in Eden. Is that good? You're going to be like a tree replanted in Eden. Well, what was in the Garden of Eden? Everything good. Absolutely. Long life, too. Part of the plan. Putting down roots near rivers, never a worry through the hottest of summers, never dropping a leaf, serene and calm through droughts, bearing fresh fruit in every season. There is no down season. Come on. People say, what season are you in? I'm in the season of fresh fruit. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Bearing fruit in every season. And, and I, I had to put down there, that's me. I'm staying put. Say that. That's me. And I'm staying put. Staying put. So here you are, you're positioned, you're postured in a particular way in which someone has placed or arranged you. And we know who that someone was. God put you here. Right? So posture, uh, it's, a, it's a position of a person's body when standing or sitting. In worship, hands are raised, hearts open, total surrender of your will to do his will. That's why we praise and worship. Stance is a mental or emotional position adopted with respect to something. What's your stance on the promises of God when it comes to you receiving, receiving from him? Logically speaking, right? Is he able? Yes. Will he do it? Does he want to? Yes. This side of the room is Great with me. Thank you. Y'all over there going, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. Is he able? Yes. Will he do it? Yes. Does he want to? Yes. Thank you. So, because this is part of your attitude, and attitude is a subtle way of thinking. <laughs> Or feeling about someone or something. Typically one that is reflected in a person's behavior. That's your attitude. They talk about your attitude, you know, determines your altitude, how high you fly. But, you know, you see people with stanky attitudes. Right? And <laughs> praise the Lord. 
2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, please, King James. Second <laughs> Timothy 1, verse 12, King James, please. And it's the second part, because it says, For I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed to him against that day. What day? Any day. Pick a day. He's got me. He's got you. The messenger says, I could not be more sure of my ground. The one I've trusted and can take care of what he's trusted me to do. What did he trust you to do today? Huh? Lead a department? Lead praise and worship? Do your job? Mm -mm -mm. The one I've trusted and can, can take care of what he's trusted me to do right to the end. Uh-huh. Second Corinthians 2, verse 14. King James, please. Again, this is just a roadmap to your comeback. You got to know that God's got you. He's, got, he's so got you. My. Second Corinthians 2, 14. King James. It says, now thanks be unto God. So the whole thing about this is that as long as you're thanking God, he's got you because your mind is already set on thanking him. Well, things are bad. Yeah, but I'm thanking God because why? I'm getting out of it. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. So now thanks be to God. <laughs> I know, right? You're welcome. <laughs> now, thanks be to God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and makes manifest the savor, savor, Daphne, of his knowledge by us in every place. In the message, 2 Corinthians 2.14, in the message, and I got it. I got it! Yeah. We got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank God. In the Messiah, in Christ, God leads us from place to place in one per perpetual victory. Perpetual. That means over and over and over and over and over and over. It doesn't stop. Don't stop till you get enough. Perpetual victory parade <laughs> through us. <laughs> Oh, you are MJ people. You need to stop your stuff. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> okay, so perpetual victory parade through us. Uh-uh. Through us, he brings knowledge of Christ. Everywhere we go, people breathe in the exquisite fragrance. The Lord puts you, he'll put you in places and situations so that you be victorious everywhere you go. He'll put you in, in tough situations. Why? Because he wants you to change it. He wants you to be victorious. Why? Because you got a victorious warrior on the inside of you. And everywhere you go, you're a victory going somewhere to happen. Yeah. Amen. In 1 John 4, 19, it says we love him. Why? Because he first loved us. He first loved us. And, you know, you think about it. I wrote this down. Um, we, love, we loved him because he first loved me, and as a result, I'm going to serve him. And I will, like, why? Because he'll always cause me to triumph in him. And I know in whom I believe. And so that is the same thing with everybody here. You know. You got to know. You got to know. 
That's why we serve him. Why? Because he always causes you to triumph in him. And you got to know in whom you believe. Again, position is a particular way which someone or something is placed or arranged. Know your place. Know where you are and know why you are. Know, know why you are where you are. All right? A state of being, being placed where one has an advantage over one's rivals in a competitive situation. I like that. Position. The state of being placed where one has an advantage over one's rivals in a competitive situation. We <laughs> we have the ultimate coach on the inside of us. We have the ultimate strengthener on the inside of us. We have the ultimate encourager on the inside of us. The Holy Ghost, come on now. How can we ever lose? If you're going to fall, fall forward. Take somebody with you. Slap that. Right? Come on now. But, so when you are in the right place and the storms blow, the faith walk and your love walk will still continue. It gets rocked. But it still continues. Yeah. Why? Because that's who he is. James 1, verse 5 in the Passion Translation, I like this. This, this was good. Because, you know, if you're doing the Bible reading, we're hitting James right now. James. James 1, verse 5, Passion. And if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom, and he'll give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures. Huh? Come on. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. Your Come on now. Your favors are about to get overwhelmed by his generous grace. Come on. Isn't that good? Verse 6, just make sure you ask empowered by confident faith without doubting that you will receive. For the ambivalent person believes one minute and doubts the next. Being undecided makes you become like the rough seas driven and tossed by the wind. You're up one minute and tossed down the next. But verse 7, but when you are half-hearted and wavering, it leaves you unstable. Can you really expect to receive anything from the Lord when you're in that condition? How could you? Because you're going to think, well, well, is he going to give it to me? No. But what if he does? Well, what if he doesn't? What if he does? What if he doesn't? Can't play tennis like that. Not good. Micah 7, verse 7. King James, please. This is um, Micah 7, 7, King James. It says, therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the, Lord, for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Rejoice not over against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. Come on now, I shall arise. <laughs> when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Darkness, being overwhelmed, being discouraged. Have you ever been there? Yeah. Sitting in darkness, developing negatives. No, thanks. Not good. New Living, it says, as for me, I look to the Lord for help. As for us, we look to the Lord for help. We wait confidently for the Lord to save me, and my God will certainly hear me. Do not gloat over me, my enemies, for though I fall, I will rise again. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. Judges 16, verse 21. This is the one that got me. Oh, it's so good. Um, New Living Translation, please. Judges 16, 21. This is about Samson. And it says that the Philistines 
captured Samson, gouged out his eyes. They took him to Gaza where he was bound with bronze chains, bronze chains and forced to grind grain in the prison. But before long, his hair began to grow back. He was down, but he was not out. He is getting prepared for his comeback. Let's go down to um, verse 26. We're still staying in the New Living Translation. Uh, Judges 16, 26. Uh, Samson said to the young servant who was leading by the hand, place my hands against the pillars that hold up the temple. I want to rest against them. Now the temple was completely filled with people. All the Philistine rulers were there. There was about 3,000 men and women on the roof who were watching as Samson amused them. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, remember me again. Oh God, please strengthen me one more time. Mm. One more time. You've got one more time in you for your comeback. You can do this. Samson did it. You read his story. He was a mess. But he said, God, give me one more time. And he granted it to him. Are you bold enough? Do you have faith enough to know that he's going to hear you when you said, God, one more time. Come on. His hair started to grow back. Because he's a Nazarite. He wasn't supposed to have his hair cut. But he put his head in the lap of the enemy. One more time. Your comeback. One more time. Come back. A return to former position or condition as of success or prosperity, recovery and revival. One more time. Revival in dictionary.com is a restoration to life. It's a consciousness and strength, etc. In in awakening, listen to this, in a church or community of interest in and care for matters relating to personal religion. That's revival. But it's got to be personal. You got to be revived one more time. You got it in you. You that are watching at home, you got one more in you. In the 1828 Webster's revival, it's a return, a recall, or recovery to life from death or apparent death as a revival of a drowned person, drowning in worry, sickness, depression, lethargy. Return or recall to activity from a state of languor or laziness as a, res- a revival of spirits. Verse uh, number three, a recall, return or recovery from a state of neglect, oblivion, obscurity, or depression. Renewed and more active attention to religion and awakening of men to their spiritual concern. One more time. God has a comeback for your setback. <laughs> so the devil's got to get back. He's got to get back. Nothing can annul or declare invalid what God has said about you. Romans 8.31, it says, what should we say to these things then? If God be for you, who can be against you? Last set of verses, Hebrews 13, verse 20, please, in the Passion. You got one more in you. 
I see your hair is all grown back. Right? Restored fellowship now. He's got you. You've got him. So there's nothing you can't do. He said he's got you. Hebrews 13, verse 20. Now may the God who brought us peace by raising from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ so that he would be the great shepherd of his flock and by the power of the blood of the eternal covenant, may he work perfection into every part of you, giving you all that you need to fulfill your destiny. Absolutely everything. All the equipment, the ministry equipment, the the vehicles, ships, buildings, airplanes, cars, everything that you need to fulfill your destiny. And may he express through all of you, um, may he express through you all that is excellent and pleasing to him. Whatever you do, do it in excellence. Just don't do enough just to get by. Do it in excellence. And pleasing to him through your life union with Jesus, the anointed one, who is to receive all glory forever. Amen. So be it. We all have a one more time. We can do it. Just a decision. Yeah, but I fall. I'll fall forward. Get up. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.